Hello folks, welcome to today's episode, segment one, on the unofficial radio show for Five Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. On today's show, we're going to do a little things a little bit different. Three results in the first half, and we're going to have show six results in the other one. That's the first half and the second half. We're going to split the results. So, Five Pro Wrestling World... Friday's um, MLW results, actually two MLW results last week and this week's because we're reco- we're doing the second segment is later on. SmackDown results, NWA results, and EEW Dark results and Impact results if we can get them. So those are the four that we are going on, but. This time, we're going to focus on the Raw results, the NXT results, and uh, AEW Dynamite results, plus their ratings. And Jim Cornette has reared his ugly head again, has reared his head again. But this time, I'm going to talk about it in a different way and in a different light. But first, let's get to the results for WWE Raw. Lana versus Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan wins the match. Afterwards, guess who decided to come back? It was Ruby Riot. Ruby Riot then attacks Liv Morgan. And so the storyline gets extended now to Ruby Riot. Oh, jeez. Well, then it was Mojo Rowley and Drew McIntyre. Winner Drew McIntyre. Then there will be one more, more replays. It was three seconds. Elimination match between Kevin Owens, Viking Raiders, Buddy Murphy, and the Offers of Pain. Razor, Acom, and Buddy Murphy wins the match. Alistair Black and Eric Young. Alistair Black wins the match. Herbert Cohen versus Angel Garza. Then it turns into Rey Mysterio versus Angel Garza. Winner by GQ Rey Mysterio. Then it was Azuka versus Natalia. Azuka won the match by tap out. Triple Fred match for the WWE title shot. Bobby Lashley, Ricochet, and Seth Rollins. The number one contender for the WWE title, Ricochet. What? <laughs> so they're telling the story. Hey, okay, I see you. That was raw. Here is here is NXT. NXT had these matches here. Mercedes Martinez had her first singles match where she defeated Kitty Catanzaro. Then it was the Irish Ace Jordan Devlin was a victory over Tyler Breeze. Then Donald Djokovic defeated Killian Dane to face off Keith Lee for the North American title. 
Angel Garza defeats Angel uh, 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 Isaac serves Scott. Johnny Gagaga wants the real Finn Balor in Portland as they promo that one. Then the Rosaways collect their dusty celebration in what is it called? Some woo woo ding doing that? Oh Jesus! We first got tanks, and now we got golf carts. Then the Velveteen Dream returns to NXT. And then we had Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair coming back. And Bianca Belair acting all melanated. Girl, bye. The whole nine yards. And they have a good measure, both the NST girls dumped her on her rich space mountain created behind. That was pretty much the end of the whole show. And they had to remember that the single, they had a six-man tag, if I remember, but the Undisputed Era won that match for the six-man tag. Damn! It was NXT! Moxley versus Santana. Santana loses the match to Moxley. Gets his eye poked by a car key from the Ford GT. This sets up a match between Moxley and Santana next week. Brick Breaker faced off against... Yuki Sekai, who is a wrestler from Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, a division of DDT, who now owns Noah via Cyber Agent, also called Golden Dark Industries. Went after her too. Bad dentist, bad. You don't hurt cute girls like that. I'll explain that a little later. It's the Hangman Turns! The soap opera between Hangman Page, Kenny Omega, and the Young Bus turned another page of the chapter. They promptly ended about the Lucha Brothers won that match, however, that six-man tag match. Then Pac will get the rub his rubber match. Nala Lowe gets the title shot. Pac tried to go after Kenny Omega's Well, Kenny Omega's best friend, who is a girl. I have something to say about what Cornette said about Rio in a moment, but we'll get to there. SCU defeated best friends. Interesting. Dark Order attacks. Kip Stebian defeated Joni Janela. Darby Allin came in with a flame door. But the Brick Baker Sakai shows that Brick Baker just does not have it fully. And then, the main part of the show, Cody taking the passion in Huntsville, Alabama to remind everyone what they were there for and what wrestling is. They love this business, bro. 
That's all I got to say about that last part. It was done a little bit more interestingly in the ECW days, but this one and the setups they did, oh, yes. You know why. You know why. What a show last night. What a show. And they played it to perfection. Let's get to the money numbers. Well, the top original broadcast, cable broadcast for Monday, February 2nd, 2020 from Showbuzz Daily. WWE Entertainment won the night. It pretty much stayed somewhat concurrent with the numbers here. 2 million, 3, 2 million, 1, and 2, 0. It's a 2.2 million, which is pretty much okay. Pretty much. But down from... The go the from the coming home show from a Royal Rumble. As you may well know, there was a trial that took place in America in Washington, and that's why the ratings are skewed towards the news programs. NBA regular season, and then Tucker Carlson, and then. Impeachment votes that started around 3 o'clock continue on to 5 and then to 8 and then it'll continue from there and all the rest of it. Without those dings, AEW would have been in the third place. But because, you know, the trial was important, Fox won the night. Fox News won the night and had a lot of viewers. That's not all bad, though. Because AEW was an 11th pace. 11th place, got a 50 in the 18 to 49 male. Increased in the females a little bit. Did, well, actually, yeah, 50 on the male. 36 overall. 13 with females, 28 with males. 29, 18 to uh, 25 to 34. 34 plus 50. A 900,028 people watched that show. An increase of 100,000 viewers. On a night that Donald Trump got acquitted. That's not bad. In fact, the regular season NBA game. Hold on, I, I just want to make this right here because I, I don't want to get it wrong. The NBA game. Uh, I want to make sure. Uh, let's see here. The NBA game, which was the game I think it was between Brooklyn or another team, or I'm not sure. They didn't tell us here. Now, they had a 997, which means they were at least 40 points away from the other one. And then their NBA regular season, the night show, had a 1.2 at a 1.170. And then the Real Housewives of New Jersey, which has an outlying huge ratings there, 
And surprisingly enough, they have outright, they have fantastic range for the females because most of the females are there, especially the young ones, and the eight are there, and the 0.56, and they have a uh, one million two nine one. But you see that AEW was pretty good on a non-news side and non and mostly more entertainment side and whatnot. Some of the other shows had higher numbers, but they tend to skew more female. As for NXT, they were 34th place, a 15 on the women's side, which means that had a 0.15 on the female side. Just getting it there, 15 on the female side. Um, it had a 22 on the other one. Um, uh, 0.8 with the females there. It beated them in the females on that one as well. Um, getting still being in um L League wrestling in the olds, which was 40, and they got a 770, but they increased their ratings to three points they increased their ratings by at least 50,000 40,000 50,000 viewers Charlotte Flair that's how much she can get out of Charlotte Flair's 50,000 viewers but the whole show they gained 100,000 viewers and the main part of the show was Cody Rhodes so Cody Rhodes is a star Cody Rose and MJF are the, are the big ticket match, has become the big ticket match for Revolution. So they have two major show. They have two major things coming up, and now they can go five weeks ahead. And they have the confidence to say, well, now we're doing the big matches heading towards Revolution. We're going to have the 30-minute Iron Man match, and then we're going to have the big cage match with the first big guy match. Wardlow being 265-62 against Cody Rhodes. And it is going to be crazy, that match is. And the way that Wardlow went in, it went in on him. Ooh, Lord. I know what they're doing with that. That being said. Let me talk about <coughs> um, the WWE report results Record revenues for WWE drops in network subs, which is shocking to a lot of people, and live event ticket sales. This is from Wrestling Inc. The company reported revenues of nearly a billion dollars, up 3% from also nearly a billion dollars from the prior year due to the new television deals. The growth was stunted by lower event ticket sales. That's 56 viewer events and lowered average attendance throughout the year. As well as the decline of network subscription revenue, the absence of Mitch Match Challenge on Facebook Watch, and lower consumer product sales throughout all the channels. Um... Here they show the full release. Here they said the successful for uh, SmackDown the Broad broadcast 20%. Then they were talking about all these other things as well. 
one of the interesting things that have come out from this thing is that there is a possibility that the major pay-per-views will be going on another streaming network outside of the WWE's main event, uh, a WWE network. Which means that we're going to have a situation where what the major pay-per-views will go into a special service. It was similar to what UFC has for Fight Pass. But UFC's Fight Pass system can sustain itself because there are uh, there is a good amount, a good amount, not a huge amount, a good amount of pro of of MMA fans willing to pay an arm and a leg for that type of day plus ESPN. He's hoping that that deal will come in in 2020 and it will lead into a transformational moment for the company that he says. Very possible that it could be Fox in this deal or a similar way that the way they do for their boxing coverage or it could be a sum of, of, of a scheme way with either a Comcast or with Peacock possibly or it could be with ESPN. In a similar type of deal with the WWE, where they get the four major tele, the four major pay-per-views for ESPN Plus, as part of the XFL thing that they're doing. So a lot of the things with the XFL are now more connected. It feel like a more like a sport. Vince McMahon is putting fifty million, five hundred million dollars of his own um, cat, and so we're gonna have that situation that comes into there. There will be an announcement on that. It could happen by the time the second segment starts, so hold on to your hats, folks. That could take place. Also, big news, both Killer Cross, who is the husband of of Mrs. Blackheart, that's Shoji Blackheart, and Timothy Thatcher will be heading to the WWE. And so it looks like uh, Timothy Thatcher will be in the Revolution camp. I mean, I mean Imperium camp. Pretty much helping uh, Walter getting into it there. And from there, they will also head for the other show as well. Um, Killer Cross, a very talented Mutai fighter and all the rest of it. His skills will be showcased as well. Also in the WWE, I expect four or at least five of them, Dream, Dream Lee, um, Walter, uh, Djokovic, and Killer Cross within the next six months joining the main roster. Two of them will go to SmackDown and three of them will go to Raw. I am not going to be surprised if Keith Lee and Delatine Dream go to SmackDown and the other three go to Raw. But I think Imperium will be led by Timothy Thatcher more off later on than not. There were a couple other things in the other shows as well. Uh, as for they're doing the Japan shows, they're doing <coughs> in GCW. They added a couple of other things. Shaw Gaspard and JTG will be in part of the um, it, for the culture GCW show that will be coming on as well. And a whole lot more from that particular thing. I do expect that they will work in a 
revived uh, impact type program in the future once they get their fissy legs wet on that particular side as well. So let us talk about the big elephant in the room, and that is Jim Cornette and his falling out with Dave Meltzer. I'm just going to make this as very poignant as possible. It's sad. I want to know, I want to tell you how sad it really is to see these two men who could do so much for this business fight over how Kenny Omega fights, how he fought in the past, the whole comments about Rehaul and all the rest of it. Oh, he's getting his knob, this, that, and the other thing by these pretty Japanese girls and whatnot. It's absolutely sad. It, it is. But I think it is a symptomatic of the problems all of these voices have and why something like a something like the marks like a Brian Brian Alvarez who can be a mark at times Jim Valley who has lucid ideas on pro wrestling that does make sense and a lot of the other marks as well such as water culture and all these, these other things are getting more popularity over a Jim Cornette, which still is popular, over Vince Russo, which is still popular, and over <coughs> a Meltzer, who put um, Kenny Omega on that high teal. Let's put it in a real simple sense, folks. I can understand the complaints about Kenny Omega. And I understand the complaints about Kenny Omega. He is the world champion right now. And the complaints are justified, but as you have seen, through the matches he had with Brock Lesnar, through the matches he had with all the other wrestlers, some of them close, some of them weren't. He did extremely well in the first year um, league, which was about a year and a half ago now. He only lost to a very game. Um, Jay Briscoe. In, in that whole time. And he went to the top and has held the title for five times. He's going to face Moxley soon. They haven't made a decision on who he's going to face in the first run. And in, in first chosen number one competitors. But they've already chosen the other two. Which is weird, but they have made that decision. One of the reasons why... I have to look at this in a completely different direction is the way I see the three biggest stars in the world today. The three biggest stars in the world in pro wrestling today, Kushiyata Okada, Cody Rhodes, and Roman Reigns. 
Those are the three, big three. You just heard from the WWE sales. He, Cody, uh, uh, Dustin, uh, hold, on, hold on, I'm sorry. Roman Reigns has not held the championship since he had to vacate it due to his, his leukemia um, diagnosis. Since that time, and since Brock Lesnar does not do house shows, they had only had one champion do the house shows. Kofi Kingston, <coughs> six months with that one world championship, the main world championship, as they call it. They had it for that long. In that particular time, they had less house shows and less people coming. And then you heard the announcement that they're going to do even less of those shows. A lot of people got mad of it. Some others didn't. Because some people love the craft of this thing and they want to improve. NXT doesn't have the people coming in if they're only going to one place. They're hurting because of it. And they know it. In the cable industry in 2020, 700,000 viewers is nothing to sneeze at. But when AEW is touching, they, every other week, the NBA, which had gone through a lot this year that I wish nothing on any other competitor ever. I will never wish it on my worst enemy the year there the NBA is going through. Hell no. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy what the M NBA is going through. But they're touching the NBA ever so slightly. For these reasons, we have to look at these things in a completely different way and realize that Cornette, with all of those deeply insensitive comments about Rio, about her culture, about the way her culture views all these other things and whatnot, the way that Kenny Omega has his his not peccadillas and all the rest of these things. Yes, you can see things about the young bucks. That's fair. That's a fair argument to make because they weren't that good in Japan. That's a fair to do. But let's put it on the real even keel, okay? And understand where we are in the wrestling business right now. I'm going to make sure and I'm going to let y'all listen to me very carefully on what I am trying to let y'all guys know. Cornette was in NWA and, they, and he blew it. Whether y'all say it was David Nell or all the rest of it, he blew it. That's as far as it can go. If he did not blow it, 
he will not be saying the things that he's saying because he will already have the people that he wanted there and promote the way he wants to promote it. That's the way he would have done it. And then we wouldn't be in this complaint. But because he got fired from NWA, we're saying this today. And then he's joking about the hullabaloo and the whole racist thing, even though he's a Democrat and all of the, he's a Dixiecrat. Let's put it on that simple folks, on that simple thing. I'm going to make this real, I'm going to make a sad reality, a sad truth about this. And y'all are, and a lot of people are not going to, and a lot of people don't understand this. Half of the reason why wrestling business is the way it is today is because of Cornette, is because of Meltzer. Sometimes it is also because of Bubba, and sometimes it's also because of Russo. All of them together and the detractions and the issues they have with the wrestling business today is partly the reason why the wrestling business can't get out of the wrestling bubble. It is partly the reason why. And there's not, no two words that can say about it because here's the situation and the situation is simple. Roman Reigns can talk. We know that he can talk. Give him half a chance. He can sell tickets. Give Seth Rollins half a chance. He could also sell tickets. But the way he handles his matches is the similar way they coat that Kenny Omega sometimes, I did not say all the time, sometimes handles his matches. But I know that Kenny Omega knows better because I seen him know what he knows better. I've seen him do it. So I say, is he a great wrestler? Is he a perfect wrestler? No. Are they saying he's better than Harley Race? That's bullshit. And even Kenny Omega knows it. He is never going to be compared to Harley Race. Get out of here! Kenny Omega has enough respect for the wrestling business to say, I'm nowhere close to Harley Race. Who's this good thing? That's another man's opinion. I may have a seven-star match based on his standards. But the one that the, the main pro wrestling magazine pitch match of the year, they gave it to Cody Rhodes and Dustin. <laughs> they gave it to Cody Rhodes and Dustin. They did not give it to Omega and the others. No, they didn't. That will tell you everything you need to know. That there is hope for this business. The things that Cornette got wrong in his screed is electrifyingly can be seen and contemplated and seen for what it is. Tony Khan said there will be no intergender wrestling on any televised show on AEW. He said it, it hasn't happened. The thing with Rio and the whole Sonny Kiss thing. Sonny Kiss has not, Sonny Kiss has only aired one television match. 
He has not been booked on any matches. Not yet. And a whole lot of these things and whatnot. So they haven't even really saw much of Sonny Kiss. He's mostly been on dark. The whole joke wrestling thing. He's talking about Orange Cassidy in some ways. He's also talking about Marco Stunt. He's also talking about all these other things. Those are part of their characterizations. The joke wrestling as you were. The reason why they Cody Rhodes does not want to expose, does not want to go all the way with, with uh, uh, um, oh, uh, oh Cassidy. Once he figures out what Cassidy can do, he'll push him. But they're not ready yet, and he doesn't want to and make him vote and, and die out quickly. They don't respect the history of the business. They just did an interview about Memphis and the other one about uh, um, Nash, uh, Huntsville, Alabama for dark. The only thing he had correct, he never even really mentioned it, but he somewhat mentioned it, the lack of big stars, big man stars. That's the only argument he has. Let me put this in real simple terms. Y'all need to get this clear and through your heads. Until and unless certain things in society change and the way men see each other and men see themselves and women see in men and women's self-respect of themselves and of men, the wrestling business cannot have Casuals coming in and watching their program. That's what basically it is. And Jim Cornette is part of the problem. And sometimes Dave Meltzer is part of the problem. And sometimes uh, Vince Russo is part of the problem. Sometimes the females, the, the Cajun females are part of the problem. Sometimes. And sometimes all the other are part of the problem. And sometimes the younger people are part of the problem. The fundamental thing that people need to recognize is that the comments about Rio and the comments about her culture is the very reason why Cornette doesn't have a job. You cannot be saying such things towards people you don't even know. I'm about to write an article once the site comes out about what Rio has been doing. And one of the reasons people don't understand why they put this title on this girl for the first match, why they put it on her, is because the traveling that she takes 
between Gotcha Move, Stardom, and AEW will blow your freaking minds off. For Cornette to say these things about one of the hardest working people in the whole wrestling business is absolutely unfathomable to me. And about her culture and the way they see sexuality. And then he connects it to the whole Republican thing about Donald Trump are, are the same people as what Cody Rhodes and all the rest of these do, people are doing. Folks, I hate to tell you this, folks. Dave Meltzer and Jim Cornette and Vince Russo and all these people and a lot of them got to take a step back and look at what they left behind. Vince Russo only helped The Rock become the rock that he is today. We have to congratulate him for that. But there are a lot of things he did wrong, and he admits that he did wrong. And he's willing to admit that. That's why I give him a somewhat of a pass. Dave Meltzer, at times, will get it wrong. But he got a lot right, and he got a lot of history correct. That doesn't mean he will always get it right, especially when it comes to Japan. Same thing with Jim Cornette. Oh, I worked in Japan, this, that, the other thing, all the rest of these things. Oh, we're going to have 20 years of bullshit in America and all the rest of it because of Donald Trump and a whole lot of these things. And they couldn't connect it together and all the rest of it. And he connected to Cody Rhodes, who's one, a liberal. Two, part of the reason why this deal happened was because it was an anti-Trump establishment move. No one wants to mention that. I'm the only one mentioning it. So for him to go after him and calling him another version of Trump, all these people, another version of Trump, clown culture, and all the rest of it, that's absolutely unfathomable to me. Bubba with the whole thing and all the rest of it and all and this that, and the other thing. There is a reason why I said that men don't respect each other. And partly the reason is because of this. Partly the reason that Cornette said the old man don't want to do it no more. He's tired of this. They don't hate the ladies because they, they're, they're doing part-time. We don't have to worry about it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, he's magnet. I get it. I get it. I get why he went to uh, NWA over AEW. I get all of that. I get all of it. I get the DDP and his daughter working there. I get all that. I get it. But DDP is willing to help. Steiner is willing to help all this. All these others are willing to help. But the old sins. 
the reason why Rocky Johnson never became the star that he should have became. The reason why that they overpushed. They overpushed Farouk. Ron Kelly's, they overpushed him. But if they pushed him correctly, things would have been different. The reason why that he lost the contract, the reason why all these things are happening is because Cornette cannot get out of his way. At times Meltzer, at times Russo, at times Bubba, at times all the others. They can't get out of their way. One of the reasons why I say Cody Rhodes is the future, has to, is the man that will take this business into the next level is because he remembers his history and loves every second of it. And he is not willing to get in anybody's way in success. That's the difference. The reason why Roman Reigns will become a star is because he is going, he went through a lot and grew up. And by growing up, he showed up. The reason why Okada will stay with it, with New Japan Pro Wrestling is because he is the bigger than life man. He is that man that can put that type of match together. He has the emotion. He has the style. These dream men are going to lead the wrestling business into the future. Whether Jim Cornette likes it or they don't, whether a lot of the other casuals like it or they don't. And I understand there are a lot of pro the casuals the casuals have with the main product. I understand that completely. There's a lot of shit I don't like in the product. In either of the three companies. But these three men are taking the business to hopefully bring the casuals back. Because I'm here to tell you something that you're not liking. I'm here to tell y'all guys something. The entertainment business is collapsing right in front of your face. It is collapsing and collapsing so fast you cannot possibly imagine. All the IPs are not as strong as you think they are. This pro wrestling business is going to get back into the swing of things real soon. The only thing that's keeping it from that way is the overemphasis on marks, the overemphasis on the supposed strong style, mega style, all the rest of these things work great in the rest of it. The over-reliance somewhat of the way things were. 
and the over-reliance of those that worked in the business to allow growth to flourish and to allow mistakes to happen. That's the reason why these comments from Cornette, especially about Rio and other things as well, is misguided, deeply sad, and ultimately the reasons why he cannot get out of his way and the politics he believes in is ultimately dying on the vine. We'll be back with more of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World right after this. With the second segment, SmackDown ratings, SmackDown results, NWA results, Impact results, MLW, two results from MLW, and the Fire Pro Wrestling World Friday results, which will air a little late, they aired a little later than usual, but it will be a good show nevertheless. We'll be back right after this with more of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World from Rebel K Sports. This is Jason Matters. The unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel K Sports will return right after these messages. Welcome back to the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World on Rebel Cage Sports. Hello, folks. Welcome to the second part of the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. This is Jason Matters. We got a lot of results and some news, plus results with announcements galore. And I do mean announcements galore for a whole lot of matches going forward. So now I can officially start off with episode 17, year two of Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. We started off with the Jungle Express versus Lucas Steele and two other wrestlers. Marco Stunt with the victory. With the roast pig clutch in 15 minutes, 23 seconds. Then it was Strong Hearts versus Dark Hearts team. T-Hawk pins Ronnie Asaway, Dark Blackman, in 21 minutes, 41 seconds with the spine bomb on the reversal. Contra Union versus the Usos. The Usos win with the no-look Uso splash at 22 minutes, 47 seconds. In a first-ever never-open-weight title match, it was Don, Donovan Diokovic versus Calls Raleigh, and Calls Raleigh from the SWA wins it in 9 minutes, 6 seconds with the stun gun. This is his first ever championship, calls Raleigh, and he wins it over a WWE wrestler. We never thought it was possible. So, what was should have been an easy match for 
Kota Ibushi. Turns out that he loses the match to the eventual champion. Calls Raleigh over Djokovic. And in an unbelievable match, Nick Aldis was game throughout the whole tournament. Yet in a fantastic match that you have to see again on our guy's channel. Nick Aldis went up twice, got through once with the Samoan drop, pinned Kenshihiro Atikawa, only got a 2-7. The next time he goes up the ring, he gets reversed into a Tornado DDT. Then it was reversed again. Stun gun, letting it into the jackhammer. Kenshihiro Atikawa wins with the jackhammer in 22 minutes, 39 seven seconds over Nick Aldis, who defeated Evil, who went undefeated in the second year tournament, had a bye and loses to Nick Aldis, and Nick Aldis defeated Suzuki, who's going to face off against Otsley, Motsley in a couple of hours from now. And he beats them both, but couldn't get through Asikawa. He will face off against the winner of Dashke Sakamoto and Jake Hager. Which will be in two weeks on Fireball Wrestling World Fridays. That was the main the two main events of the evening. The Never Open Weight Championship and the semifinal match for the two next five number one competitors contenders for the World Heavyweight Championship being held by one Kenny Omega. Let us move on to SmackDown. SmackDown. Set up stories for Super Showdown, which will take place in. Take place in Saudi Arabia. And one of those matches was a surprise swerve match. A lot of people thought it was going to be Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. But it seems like they are about, maybe, maybe, maybe. They are about to end the Fiend storyline. Hmm? What? We're, the Fiend storyline is about to end Goldberg? He's facing Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. You know, ever since Goldberg came back, he has held the title pretty much a good long while. Well, said that the television deal seems to be fine. He might be facing off against some of the other wrestlers in SmackDown for at least two and a half months to set up the main event for WrestleMania. 
I think that's one of the main events. So it's going to be a very possible that Goldberg, if he defeats the Fiend and ends the run without Luke making him look stupid, he if he wins that match at Saudi Arabia and Owen and Roman wins that match there, he then gets a second chance. He faces off Goldberg at WrestleMania. That's what it could happen. Which will be a much bigger success story because he had Brock Lesnar has never defeated him, but Roman Reigns defeats him. He looks better than Brock Lesnar, making him the top dog in the company. That's a fascinating move if they want to play it that way. Very fascinating move. And then Daniel Bryan versus Steve Slater. Daniel Bryan just whacked the hell out of Steve Slater. So that is what the that is what they're possibly setting up in the upcoming. So Bryan, so Daniel Bryan defeated Heath Slater. Corbin just went on a rampage, which sets up the match. It's been five months. Finally, hopefully, for the steel cage match, he can finally move on to WrestleMania move. Then the Usos defeated Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. Sami Zayn guys are just losers. Sheamus defeated Apollo Crews. And then we had the main event for the females. For the females. I'm going to tell you that Azuka is one of the greatest wrestlers we ever, ever seen in the pro wrestling world. Because when she was with Glow, uh, 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 Naomi, and they formed Glow Saka, she might have taught her something. Because, my God, Naomi flew all over the place. My guy! But she loop, but Carmella takes the victory? Huh? What? Damn it. I, I just want. No! No! That was the show. That was the show. Let's go to the MLW. We'll start with the one that they had earlier. Hawk Foundation coming for Contra. No holds bar. Simon Garth versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. Wow. The knock that they actually, Baby Boy Smith Jr. knocked him out. Simon, Simon Gotch. And they got the victory. Right out of GCW playbook. <laughs> Last of the original dynastic setup. They're going to Japan, it seems. He got a video, a sponsorship deal, $96, Japanese pop solder. 
Then it looks like Lance Ma the uh, Mancer is coming after Hammerstone. That is going to be interesting. Filthy Tom Lawler. Then it was the middleweight championship. Mylon Reed versus Drago. Mylon Reed has been holding his own against some of the best wrestlers in the world. He ain't no slouch. How are you just going to defeat Drago? He found a way. He won that one. More promos came up, and then MJF versus Marshall Von Eric. Marshall Von Eric wins over MJF. A preview of what's to happen to him when he faces off Goldie in Revolution. Yes, my friends, it's coming! He's gonna get it! Firing on all cylinders, and then on the recent episode of MLW. Then on the recent episode, like I said before, Brian Williams chance to take through. He, Dominic Garini faced off Senshi. Dominic Garini won that match. He faces off Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday won over Savio Vega. Uh, there were a couple other things that happened there as well, but Brian Pillman Jr., he just couldn't win because there was interference from Marlon Reed. And you know, after that interference and two straight moonsaults, Jacob Fatu holds on to the championship. MLW and AAA will have a special show that will be coming pretty soon. MLW also has added a brand new partnership with Dragon's Gate. So they're making inroads in both the Japanese side and, ja and uh, Mexico side. But of course, AEW will be waiting in the wings. It could be very interesting if on that March date, there will be a possible champion versus champion match against Kenny Omega. And it could be promoted as a setup for that. We're going to see some very interesting things happening at AEW, MLW, Triple R, Dragon's Gate. Everybody in everybody's damn business. But let's continue with NWA. NWA had a couple of matches there. Nick Cross with the victory. Again, Nick Cross won that match. There was a tie between Shooter Stevens and um, Trevor Murdoch. Um, Eli Drake and James Storm won their match. And then, of course, a fantastic female match between uh, Sienna, we called us Allison K, and Thunder Rosa, both the NWA Women's Champion and the T Tokyo Joshi International Princess Champion. She won the match over Allison K in that barn burner of a match. A fantastic start for the women's division in NWA power. Billy Corgan's group showing up their skills. However, not to be outdone, Nakajima, 
who works for in Tokyo Joshi faced off against Rio in Dark, and we will have the results of that on next week's show. Not only that, she will face off Thunder Rosa in the next couple of days. So Nakajima is being put up as one of the big stars over at DDT. Now, Cyber Agent, aka Glow in the Dark Industries, TPC, TGW, you know, uh, uh, Tokyo Josie side. Oh, and let's not forget that they had a recent uh, appearance on CBS's SWAT as they were trying to take down the good guy for whatever silly reason uh, Sherry Redstone was doing. I mean, the, I mean, the granddaughters and grandsons are otaku, so I'm not here to complain or what have you, but Sherry Redstone is a strange little old woman. I just want to put it that way, just to be nice on this show. Not to be outdone, we get to the main part of the ding, which is the ratings. The ratings, the ratings. But before we show the ratings, an interesting uh, setup was done at um, SB, at K-Shide Seats, which is partly owned by the VOX company, which is led by Ezra Klein. Here's how they talked about the ratings. Though some interesting fences to SmackDown's performance on September on February 7th. The bottom line is that ratings and views should stay the pretty much where they've been for a while. But one of the things that were noting that the blue brand went head to head with the latest Democratic debate. It was an event for within politics where the State of the Union felt like a pay-per-view. The, uh, the caucus opposition party nominating profits felt like a bot fest, and the Senate booking President Trump to win his impeachment fight in the House. Folks, tune in to see what the candidate finds to challenge the WWE Hall of Famer in November had to say about SmackDown all about that. SmackDown failed to win the ratings in any category as a result, despite some, some increases between 18 to 49 year olds. That's how they set it up, folks! Folks, I keep telling y'all folks, when WCW died, American politics screwed themselves over really big. Don't you not think so? And there may be a reason, an honest reason, why Cody Rhodes brought AEW back. Let us take a look at the ratings for this week's SmackDown and 0.4 and actually increased by 0.5. What? The thing increased. What? What? Huh? Wait, 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 wait. My eyes are not deceiving you. It actually increased. No, your eyes are not deceiving you. You mean to tell me this thing increased on the next hour? Goldberg! Yes, that's right, Goldberg. He's facing off the Fiend. Did it drop off? It looks like it did, but not by much. Which means Naomi's a star. And the fact of the matter is, Naomi's a star. So I'm not going to complain about that, but hey... It actually increased in the ratings because, well, the other one increased in the ratings too, but not by much. And then it went down after 10 o'clock because everybody had to go to bed. Oh, Jesus. 
So they had a 2.555 even and a 2.539. Let's just call it 2.546. And we'll call it a day. 2.5 million on all sides there. Total number is at 10 million viewers for all the wrestling shows put together. Let us get to the main topic that we're here to talk about today, and it is the 11, actually 12, major contracts coming to Fire Pro Wrestling World. In fact, management decided we had to do a special show to promote the 10, well, actually 11 wrestlers coming in to the new contract system. And as we have their names and talk about the show that actually have been promoting these 10 wrestlers, there was supposed to be a big title match between the two best wrestlers in all of Lady in the all of Joshi Wrestling, Mayu Iwani and Sari. We'll get to what happened with that in a moment. But first. The announcements management has made and has given to me to give to you about the 10, the 11 wrestlers coming in and the upcoming events because of these changes. The first off is that these are the release, the day that the contracts are officially put out and officially come to four is March 5th, 2020. The roster that will be added into the new contract system will be Tam Tam Nakano. Will we call her Tam Tam? Saya Edia from Olden Tide. ACM, the number one contender for the Universal Stardom World Women's Championship. Konami from Tokyo Sp Cyber Squad. Def Yamasan, also from Tokyo Cyber Squad. You know her as Kori Yoyama. Saki Kashishima from Queen uh, from Stars. Nasku Tora from Odentai. Nasu Simir, the new part leader of Omentai. Bay Presley. The new leader of Odin Tai, Guria from Don Bella, and Saya Katamani from, is it uh, Queen's Quest of Stars? I think it's Stars. The 12th person in there is the referee, Dachi Miriyama. We have no con, well, this actually is his third time in Fire Pro, ironically enough. Because of this event and the addition of the two wrestlers, Revolution's main event, second, fourth main event, which was going to be scheduled to be the unification match between ACM and Bay Presley has been officially been delayed. Everybody is not too happy about the delay of this thing, of, of the match. But there has been another special announcement. Because of the changes that have been made, we are going to make good on this. 
the second main event outside of the world championship scheduled for the 30th of scheduled for April 3rd on a, April 3rd is it April 3rd or March 30th we're not sure but it is for the G1 Supercard. Whatever that day is scheduled, that is the day it will air. We are going to have the world, the women's world unification match on that day. That is a promise. It is a delay, but it is a promise. Because of this, ACM and Bay Presley. Their match has been changed. It will be a tag team match that is scheduled. Jamie Hayter and Bay Presley will face off against ACM and Yutami Hashubashita. That match will have implications for the tag team championship. If Bay Presley and Hayter wins, they will become the number, or, or either of those two members win. They become the new number one contenders for the Women's Tag Team Championships. That will also be decided because it has now been moved to the wrestling, to, to, to the wrestling, to, uh, uh, to um Revolution scheduled on the 20th, 29th, earlier in the day. On the 29th, which will be earlier in the day instead of later in the day. They announced this show on a day that management had done another big show. The show was to headline Mayu Iwani versus Sari. Uh, okay. This is the following results came from a Stardom Live event. This is the Fire Pro Wrestling World event show, which was supposed to have the scheduled Mayuwani versus Suri event. However, a couple of days before that event took place, Suri had a serious sickness. It is deeply serious, and we wish her the best because this sickness is very bad. And it cost the life of Yvonne Eric. That's how bad it really is. So hopefully she can be recovered. But I do not believe she will be able to go into the United States. Especially with all of the issues that's going around with coronavirus and whole nine yards. She has to be placed in seclusion. Especially because of this virus going around. So it's doubly dangerous not to send her out being her being immune compromised the way she is. To make good on that deal, another match was scheduled. This time against uh, Takihumi Iroha. Non-title match against Mai Iwani. In the first singles match for the stardom results for management, that's Fire Pro Wrestling World, Hoshino defeated Leo Ozaki in the first match. In a tag team gauntlet match, Leo Hirsch and Def Yamasan defeated 3-8-3-8 tag. This is 
Edia and Kamani, which will soon come to Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays and other shows as they've now been contracted. Rina and Hina, Stars, which is Starlight Kid and Tam Nakano, and Jamie Hader and Zoe Sky. Their number one contendership for the Artists of Stardom Championships, Odin Tai, Natsuki and the Sumer and Kashima defeated Tokyo Cyber Squad, Kimura, Konami, and Jungle Kiona. The new champions for the Artists of Stardom Championships. It is Donda De Mundo. I'm sorry I made a mistake. I kept selling them Bella Dawn, but it's actually Donda De Mundo. Munda. That's Kondo, Makia, and Guidia defeated Queen's Quest. Oh no, they defeated our girls. They defeated our girls. No, not you, Tommy. Don't do this, Stardust. Don't do this, please. You, Tommy, becoming a star. Don't do this. Don't do this, please. <coughs> they lost to Della Del Mundo, and now those three are the new champions. The Wonder of Stardom's championship match. Arisa is starting to feel her sea legs as she defeats Bay Presley. And in the singles match, which should have been the title match, but it wasn't, Aroha defeated Mayu Iwani. This was only the second time they fought. Last time it was a tie. This time she wins. And crazy stuff is about to happen in stardom, especially concerning the twists and turns between Olden Tai and stars. So, folks, that's what happened. And here are the announcements that you need to know we already made the first announcement that there will be a delay for the World Championship. The Unified World Championship for the females. We already met that delay. Because of that delay, there are going to be many changes coming soon to Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays, Fire Pro Wrestling, and all of our... This is it. The retirement match will still go forward. But the 11 wrestlers there will not be there. There will be changes, however, to that schedule. Of course, the main event of that day is still going to be Hannah Kimura versus uh, Keizu. For that, Keizu to end the rivalry. There will be a whole lot of other matches as well. That tag team championship match has now been moved to Revolution, which is on three days later. At an earlier time. So a lot of changes also happening at that particular point. Only a couple days from there. One of the big announcements. That management has also sent to me. Is that. Now that everything is being settled down as much as possible. There is going to be. A two day. Today, ladies and gentlemen, 
super card of five matches each mixed tag four man dream four men and four four women four persons two women two men those matches are being scheduled for may 3rd and may 4th and let me check let me make this sure if they got this right may 3rd and may 4th may well yeah no it's not may 3rd and may 4th it is actually may 6th and may 7th i'm sorry May 6th and May 7th, and then May 8th. May 7th, May 3rd. So you're going to have three shows. One Wednesday show, one Thursday show. All both of them are five matches each. Details are sparse, but I am going to tell you this. It is an NJW stardom event. The name, it is a Kishiko, is a Bushiko Kishiko event. The name of this pretend is called Bet it's called wait wait they call it Dana Dream Dana Dynamation. That's what the name of the event called. Dynamation Day One and Dynamation Day Two. It is a Kishi Code Bushi Code main event. It is sponsored by us at Revel K Sports. It will be all both days plus Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays on the third day, which will have some of the others as well. More about these announcements as we reach that day. And the reason why we're doing this is because Double or Nothing will be coming on the 29th. And that and we are scheduled. I mean, I and others are scheduled to go to land of the rising sun pretty damn soon so that is why we're doing this schedule there as well the next major announcement we need to make about the females has to deal with the five number one competitors for that title because of what has happened and the announcement and the date of those things happening there will be no Tournaments for the women for there will the, the, the women's tournament the women's league in tournament will not take place no earlier than March 6th. March 6th is a Friday. It is Fire Pro Wrestling World Fridays. Three matches, one of them being the main event. However, even despite the fact ACM and Bay Presley are in. Even despite the fact they're in, they will be in different divisions. So they will not fight each other. A lot of people are saying that this is a very dangerous case. That if they get into the tournament again and fight again, they will be facing each other more than four times. And that is not allowed in management. There will be two alternates that will be being chose. They are being chose right now. The two alternates will take the place of those two if they make it into the tournament round. If they don't make it into the tournament round, then those two alternates will not be needed. But the two alternates will be announced 
But they have to be in the championship rounds, regardless of what happens, since they are the two number one contenders contenders there. What happens to the other not the other two contenders that are supposed to face off against there, which is um what's her name? Um Chosie Blackheart and um Chosie Blackheart and uh 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 um what's her name? Uh not Presley. Oh jeez. I'm sorry. Black Carter's one of and Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. Those are still open. Those three women are still there. Those are those matches. After those three matches are done, the winners will be the top five. And remember, if they make it through, those are the two alternates. The two alternates take their place. So, how will the two alternates be decided? Well, I'm going to make this real interesting for you. Remember that we have a, a upcoming... Um, 16-woman match for that title. <laughs> for the other title, the Intercontinental Championship for the women. Well, let's put it this way. The two women that win will get a shot for the World Championship if both of them reach the final round. One of them will get that alternate spot, becomes another alternate spot, which means she could win double gold. It's a very possibility. And there are going to be a lot of things happening with that. Also, management has made an announcement concerning the high speed championship and the never high and the never open weight championship. It is a similar idea to what the NWA Television Championship has, and it is called Lucky Seven. Win seven times straight. No matter how it's done, you get a shot at either the Intercontinental Championship or the world title of each division. Also, one more announcement concerning these wrestlers. There is a very interesting possibility that there will be a mixed tag championship. We don't know if they are doing it, but we'll see the success of the upcoming Dynamation event taking place on the 6th of May and the 7th of May, 2020. So those are a lot of announcements. And don't forget, we also have a men's junior heavyweight championship coming soon. And there is going to be a lot of fun with those ones. 32 men, you're going to have to go through all of them. Lots of fantastic wrestlers coming through there. And it's going to be absolutely fun. Trust me, you're going to love it. So, folks, those are all the announcements that are fit to print on this episode. 
the on the unofficial radio show for Five Pro Wrestling World. Thank you for listening. We're done for the night. We're done for this weekend. This is Jason Matters. Check us out on Instagram at Retrocade Sports. Twitter on Retrocade Sports. Our website is coming very soon. Delayed another extra week because we got civic duty. And we are also on Spotify. The radio show is on Spotify and hopefully on other places very soon. For all of us here at Revocade Sports, this is Jason Matters. Take care of yourselves and each other, and we will see you guys next time on the unofficial radio show for Fire Pro Wrestling World. See you soon. When you look for champions, you always look to Revocade Sports.